What's up? Welcome to episode 36 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me as he does every week is my brother from another mother, Woody V. Woods, how's the week been, mate? Yeah, good, man. It's an exciting episode ahead, and uh, just watched Hustle, man. So, yeah, it was really Ooh, good. What did you think? What did you think? Yeah, I loved it, loved it, loved it. Could watch it again, good. right? Yeah, I like yeah. it too. It was surprisingly better than I thought. So, nice. Maybe we'll chat about that later. So, all right, well, just a reminder just for everyone to check out the video on YouTube, um, and please, obviously, like and subscribe. And as always, the podcast is available where all podcasts are found. All right. So really looking forward to today's episode as well, Woods. We've got a very special guest on the show today. For sure. This man has played 217 games in the NBL over the last eight seasons. He is a Hills Hornets junior and attended Oak Hill High School before attending Vanderbilt University. He then played in Europe before making his NBL debut with the Sydney Kings in the 2013-2014 season, where he made the All-NBL first team, which is one of three times he did this. After leaving the Kings, he has been with Illawarra since 2015, was team captain for the past two seasons, and is currently playing for his hometown and our hometown team, the Hills Hornets in the NBL One. It is with great pleasure to introduce AJ Ogilvy to the show. AJ, welcome. Thank you guys for having me. It's exciting to be here. Absolute pleasure. No, really, really thankful you sort of could come on, mate. Looking forward to sort of, I guess, speak a little bit about, you know, the, the career and obviously sort of what's coming next and everything like that. So, yeah, uh, excellent. All right, well, Woody, do you want to take it away? So just for the audience there, Woody and I said we'd sort of just rock some um, Aussies in the NBA um, jerseys for the month of June. So I know you've got one there, Woods, a guy you like a bit there. So, yeah, why don't you tell us who you got? For sure. All right, so Woody's just standing up wearing the Utah Jazz number 11 Dante Exum jersey. So, no, it's a nice-looking nice jersey, that one. I know you're a fan of Dante there, Woods. Um yeah, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I'll ask AJ as well about his dealings with Dante over the years in a second. But, you know, son of the great Cecil Exum, I, I grew up watching his father play and the long line of uh, Americans that came here in the 90s that had children that that stayed here, uh, that were born here and, and, you know, were raised here. And then we're seeing that um, next, uh, you know, the next generation of those players coming through now. And, and Dante Exum is one of them. Um, he's, he's now playing in uh, Barcelona in the, in the EuroLeague. Um, early on, he chose to bypass college and, and he was selected by the Utah Jazz with the fifth overall pick in the 2014 NBA draft. One of those guys whose, whose stock was just always high, right? You know, um, uh, because he missed out on college and it was everyone was mysterious. He had that mystery around him as to uh, how good he could be. Um, but, you know, he's had a lot of injuries and, and the guy has so much talent. And uh, I'm, so you, I'm sure you guys are, were happy to see how well he performed at the Olympics. And um, I think he may have another chance to to potentially go back to the NBA and I'd like to see him uh, back in the NBL at some time. So yeah, AJ, maybe uh, you can speak on uh, your dealings with Dante over the years and if you guys have crossed paths. Yeah. yeah I mean, not a lot of, uh, not a lot of crossover just because age difference. We're, yeah. I think we're at one, one or two camps together, but uh, he was very young at that point. Um, yeah. I mean, I think he was very unlucky after the exceptional Olympics he had not to get a, a better yeah. crack at the NBA that, I mean, I, I thought he would, you know, everyone that I spoke to thought he'd get a good crash, sure. he'd get a, maybe not a guaranteed spot, but he'd get a, a look in somewhere. And I think he just didn't get the opportunity that he deserved. I mean, in the past, sometimes maybe the Olympics hasn't been uh, at a level where the NBA would respect it like they do now. But I think, especially this past Olympics, there's so many talented NBA guys there that they should have had more, 
bit more weight behind what, what he did there. But yeah, he gets the, you saw Jock get that opportunity from some of that play early on, early on in the Olympics and mm-hmm. getting on that Houston roster, probably the worst roster in the NBA. You're convinced that he was going to get an opportunity there, but maybe it's a bad fit or, you know, and with, with, with Coach Weaver over there, even then I thought, you know, he might get that opportunity, but he's been playing well in Europe and we wish him nothing, nothing but the best. As I said, he's only 26 now, so... Was, I was going to say, yeah. I was, if you asked me this morning how old's Dante, I would have thought maybe 29, 30. I, I was surprised when you said 26, I've got to say. It does feel like he's been around a while. So, yeah, hopefully we can see him make it back, um, you know, either to our league here or back to the, to the big league, I guess. But, For sure, yeah. All right, nice one. I like it, Jersey Woods. Well, all right, well, I'll just um, talk a little bit about, about what I'm sort of wearing today. So, got hanging into the black Paddy Mills, um, Adidas Spurs road jersey there. Um, couldn't decide between the black and the white one there, Woods, so I thought I'd hang the black one up. However, the one I'm going to stand up and show you is probably the rarest Paddy Mills jersey you'll find. I don't think I've seen anyone else in the world apart from yourself, Woods, that's actually got this one. So I'll just yeah. stand up. Maybe you can uh, talk to people through it. We did order this one together many moons back, Robbie and I. <laughs> it's the Portland Trailblazers Paddy oh, Mills yeah. jersey. Um, just keeping with that tradition of the, the month of June where we're wearing Australians in the NBA jerseys for, for the audience, but uh, brilliant got jersey. Those, got those ones custom made, what was that, about 12 years ago, was it, I think? Yeah, we yeah. did the double order from the NBA store together, so. Yeah, I got the Paddy Mills go, screensaver oh. on the phone, right? Oh, nice, so, nice. Yeah. All right, so look, I feel like we have chatted a little bit about Paddy on the show a few times. Just a little? Gonna, a little bit, yeah. I'm not going to go on about him all day, but just a little bit about Paddy there. So, um, look, he played 13 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted in 2009 at pick 55 out of St. Mary's. So, sure, there's a few of those picks in the second round that people wish they may have taken Paddy. Um, he was also out of the AIS previously, the same uh, path that the player I spoke about last week at uh, Delhi took. Um, look, Paddy's played with Portland, San Antonio and Brooklyn. Also played in China and with the Melbourne Tigers during the lockout in 2011. Um, he's got a number of accolades, most notably winning the NBA championship in 2014, leading the Boomers to the bronze at the 2020 Olympics. Um, he was also the recipient of the this year's NBA Sportsmanship Award, which is a pretty good effort as well. So, um, I, look, I don't have a bobblehead for him. AJ, I try and have a bobblehead for someone I talk about each week. I've always been looking for a Paddy Mills bobblehead. I can't find it's him. hard so, to find, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly could get a custom made i think they might have done a stadium giveaway for like an indigenous round or something years ago in san antonio i've seen them sort of come and go but yeah pretty expensive one so i've had to let him go but yeah that's patty mills all right so all right why don't we get on to to the part of the rule we're waiting for woods and have a bit of a chat with aj um i know we've been really looking forward forward to that so aj as you may know woody and myself are both um hills locals and um, we've both been playing at castle hill since you know the very well, myself the very early 90s so look it is a real honor to be able to speak to someone from the area that has achieved so much so again thank you so much for for coming on yeah, um, sure. look what i thought to maybe start it with i was just doing a bit of reading about this hey, Robbie, so, just yeah. before you kick off things man mm. you're gonna ask aj something uh, well, it's in the run sheet. I'm not going to ask the first question, like I, I said a few weeks ago, but it's on the run sheet. No, if he's ready to chop it up. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, what do you like to sort of say that? So, are you ready to chop it up, AJ? <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, let's do it. All right, so I thought we'd maybe start back and, and just wanted to chat about that um, under-19s FIBA World Championships in 2007 when you competed for Australia there, AJ. Um, look, you had an amazing tournament there, led the team with 22.3 points and 9.8 boards um, on a team that featured Chris Golding, Cam Glidden, uh, Daniel Johnson and Paddy Mills. Um, so it was quite interesting reading through that. So you guys finished with an 8-1 and one record. Um 
I'm not sure how much you can remember going back there, AJ. I'm noticing that Brazil finished ahead on the ladder with a four and five record. Um, so you guys were eight and one and kind of finished behind them. There wasn't really anything in the details I could find out that might have explained that. But yeah, what were your sort of recollection of that? Of that I remember it very distinctly. The, the one game we lost was the quarterfinal to Brazil. Uh, uh, yeah, so we uh, we won all our pool games, won the won the first crossover, then crossed over against Brazil. We went down and got a score. So we had an out of bounds, caught a timeout. We went down. I, I actually got a bucket. Um, Put us up one. They came down. Uh, one of our guys kind of fell asleep a little bit, got driven by. Guy shot it off the glass and it went, you know, boom, 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 bounced in. Game over. We lose by one. So that's the one game we lost all this tournament. We, yeah, got relegated that's to great. the 5 8 playoff rather than the one. So that's how it worked out. I knew there had to be some sort of story. Did that Brazil team have any players that we might have heard of or anything like that? Or- nah. So I know like France in that tournament had Nicholas Batum. I was looking through the US roster there. Then, you know, very young Steph Curry, um, Pat Beverly, DeAndre Jordan. Um, Johnny Johnny Flynn was on that team. We ended up sort of playing down here as well. Yeah, Beasley as well. So pretty interesting in team there. So um, what were your sort of memories about that? Obviously, you didn't get to play against the US, but what were your memories? Obviously, having a successful tournament for yourself. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. We I think we all knew each other so well. We've all been at the Institute together. So we all just kind of... Knew what the amount of time we'd put into it, the amount of you know stuff we'd given up to be able to go and play in this tournament. Uh, we'd gone to a pre-world tournament in France a couple of weeks beforehand, and um, maybe like three weeks before that, and had won the tournament. So we beat France, who were kind of considered the, the best team in Europe at that age, at that time mm. uh, for our age group. Um, you know, with Batum, and they had a couple of other guys, Ajinka, who played in the G League and on a couple of NBA rosters, um, oh, and then. A couple of other dudes, Stephen Jackson, that played throughout Europe, um, who was who was really talented. So they had like kind of a bit of a squad. So when we beat them, we went to the tournament thinking, you know, we had a pretty good crack at it, and we liked our pool. Um, I think one of our, one of the round games, the main guy from the other team wasn't there, so you know we cleaned that up. Went, we're doing pretty well, and then yeah, thought, thought we'd tidy up Brazil as well and end up in the top four, but yeah. Have a cookie crumble, so they say. Yeah, it worked out. I tell you what, very hard to find any footage from that tournament. I'm doing a lot of looking today. I think it was, I mean, YouTube was obviously around in that time, but it was probably still in the very early days. So yep. it's a little bit like we had um, Terry TJ Johnson on the on the show last week. And if you try and find one highlight of him on the internet, I'll be impressed because there literally yeah. is not one thing going back that time. So, yeah, yeah no yeah. TJ rocking tight shorts or anything like that. So, yeah, no, yeah I think uh, you'd have to go and uh, ask the AIS for the game tape that we, where yeah, we record ourselves. Interesting. There wouldn't be any other wouldn't way have been anywhere else. Yeah, it's certainly changed, doesn't it? Now someone would just be able to do it on a tablet or a phone or something like that. Yeah. So, I, think, I mean, I think it was because it was in Serbia, but I don't, mm. I don't even think the games were telecast home. Like, because a lot of the parents traveled over with us to watch it, but okay, yeah, I don't, I don't think there was even like a you know a, a webcast of it. So, it's crazy, isn't it? I wanted to sort of talk next about your time at Vanderbilt there, AJ. Um, look, obviously, you had a, a really successful three year career there. Um, certainly a lot of names on those um Vanderbilt teams sort of over those three years that you know, certainly. A names that sort of probably meaningful for, for Woody and I, players like Josh Jenkins, you know, we're lifetime Atlanta Hawks fans, yeah. so we obviously know all about yeah. um, Josh's time and everything like that. Also, for other people that don't know, you had um, Jermaine Dollabeal on the team, you had Festus Zili, you also had Jeffrey Taylor, the high flyer there. So, um, yeah, what was it like playing with some of those guys on that roster there? Yeah, it was unreal playing with those guys. Uh, I mean, I don't know that it ever actually came out, but jo- jo- uh, John Jenkins is pretty pot coast coming and play for the... Call him Josh, the John, my bad, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, John Jenkins is pretty close coming to play for the Hawks at one point. So, yeah, I mean, I'm able to get him out here. Um, but yeah, I mean, playing with uh, you know the athletes like Jeff Taylor and those guys and Festus that 
didn't have a didn't have a like a great career when I was there, but then obviously when I left, he started playing a lot more, and they you know end up winning the SEC championship with uh, with all those guys there, and mm. he went on to you know play for the play for Golden State and do all, everything he did. So yeah, you know, it's definitely. What, a, what a, about Dollar Deal at that time? What was he like in in college? Right, yeah, I mean he was the year above me, so you know he yeah. had a bit more experience. I uh, was captain of the team my uh, my junior year. Same sort of game, shut, shut the eye out of the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's still that's still your homie, right, Delaville? Yeah, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. He's retired now, I think, hasn't he? I think he might have retired a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I don't. Think, yeah, I don't think he's been playing anymore. No. Yeah, I probably could have got a job with the thirty sixes or something last year. He still would have been better than their imports. But anyway, we'll talk about the Adelaide imports later, Woods. Um, what are you and Adelaide imports again? They've done well. So. No, no, yeah. that's why I'm going to give them credit. I've, okay, I've right, put the fork right. in them all year, but I'll give them all some right. credit now. So, all right, yeah, over every, to you, Woods. Every all right. for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. So I'll, I'm going to ask you something, AJ, and I know you've probably been asked this question before, but look, after that first year at college, you know, at Vanderbilt, I mean, your draft stock was extremely high. Like, mm. you were sure to be a first-round pick, right? You know? Um, and then, you know, you decided to stay back, you know, at, at college for a few more years, and that NBA opportunity didn't arise. I mean, what, what was the reason behind that? And, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that the major thing was that I wanted to try and uh, come back and, you know, compete for a spot on the Boomers team. I had met with Gorgian through the year. He came over yeah. to Vanderbilt and talked to me and told me I had a realistic chance of making the squad. So it was kind of the way I looked at it, it was either or. Like, just because of the way the camps were and doing NBA workouts, it was kind of either I had to go one path or the other. So, yeah, I kind of thought I'd have another crack at, you know, an, yeah. an NBA job. Um, but, yeah, might have only been my... Might be my only chance at a, an Olympic spot, so you know, end up getting cut before the Olympics. But well, that, you know. that's awesome. You chose, you know, to represent your country and patriotism over that, and you didn't know at that point that you know that was yeah. going to be it, right? So I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I could have well, been you know, definitely have been the NBA and had a twelve year career, but who knows? Yeah, yep. might, have, yep. might have got hurt in the first workout. For sure. and I wouldn't, could never have played again. You know, like for sure. it's easy to sit here and speculate about you know ifs, buts, and whens. But, for sure. You know, yeah. <laughs> How important, was the, how important was the schooling side of things over there for you, AJ? Was it more sort of the basketball experience or was the schooling sort of... Always the basketball side of yeah, things. Absolutely. I went over there and, yeah, was only really interested in the basketball side of things, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, education comes pretty easily to me. Um, you know, I always always found it, you know, not too challenging. So I was yeah. able to I had to blow through that side of it. But, you know, always, it was always about the basketball for me. No, good answer, good answer. Well, AJ, I like putting um, guests and Woody anytime I can, like on the spot sort of thing. Quick question here. So you're currently, at this time of recording, you are ranked fifth all-time in Vanderbilt for block shots. Um, can, you, can you name the four players above you? Uh, Festus would be one of them for sure. Yep. Uh, maybe Freegie's one of them? No. Okay. So uh, two of them are definitely in, currently in the NBA now. One of them's very long retired, but certainly a name that um, is long pretty retired. historic. Uh, Cornette, Luke Cornette, one yep. of them. Luke Cornette's yep. number one, yep. Uh, Damien James? Yep, Damien Jones, yep. Jones, sorry, yep, Damien Jones. Uh, and the last one's the oldie that got a bit of run with the Bulls in the 90s. He must have got a, a championship yeah, or two uh, there. Purdue, Will Purdue. Yeah. Oh, well done. Well nice. done, AJ. Right with that. So when you were there, so Festus was a, a freshman, was he, when you were in your... Uh, when so you... we came in at the same class, but he ended okay. up graduating his first year. So yeah, right. yeah, okay. he ended up class. Yeah, funny. Woody and I were having a chat about him last night. It's a shame that sort of those injuries he had, because he was yeah. really handy for a couple of seasons there, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was all because he's he was a couple of years younger than me, like maybe two, mm. two years younger than me, maybe three, two years, I think, because he's the same age as my younger brother. But yeah, he always had knee problems and his like body was just always like that little bit older than he actually was, you know? Yeah. 
So he's always, yeah, always sort of managing knees and that sort of stuff. And for some of the players, you know, as athletic as he does, that not being able to jump and play above the ring is, uh, is going to impact his game a lot. So mm. it was unfortunate he didn't get to, you know, kind of play on after the, the success he had at Golden State. No, definitely. Learned a little bit from our fellow countryman, Andrew Berger, as well at his time at Golden State, which is nice. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so look. AJ, after finishing up college, you played for the Bulls in the 2010 Summer League, if I'm not mistaken, right? right. Um, what was that experience for you? And did you feel you were you were close to making that final roster at all? No, nah, I wasn't close. I um, I had a kind of didn't get drafted, had options about where to go for Summer League and ended up going with the Bulls because they kind of told me if I come, I'd get an opportunity to play. Uh, and so I got to training camp and they ended up bringing a bunch of their like um, G League guys in on top of us. So... I end up, you know, playing spot minutes through the tournament. I actually end up leaving early to come home for a boomers camp because I just you know, wasn't playing any minutes. It wasn't really beneficial to me being there. Um, I might have got a better opportunity if I went somewhere else and had a crack there. But yeah, I yeah, wasn't anywhere close to making that roster spot. I like, didn't get an opportunity to play to you know show them what I could do really. But it was frustrating because mm-hmm. Chicago is definitely one of my better um, pre work uh, pre draft workouts. Yep. So I thought I'd you know show them what I could do and they'd give me an opportunity, but didn't work out that way. Fair enough. Um, well, uh, something I was interesting to ask you there, AJ. So uh, we know there was another Oak Hill High alum that had success in the NBL, and that was, of course, Julian Kazoo. Um, I know he's a few years older than you, but, yeah, just wondering if you guys crossed paths much. Um, also, if you played any games together at Oak Hill, I was sort of thinking, you know, two 6'11 guys would have probably been a problem for, for every other school in, in Sydney there. But, yeah, what's your relationship like um, with Big Kazoo there? Yeah, we sure did play some basketball together, mate. We won a national mm. championship. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so he did. Uh, he ended up doing pathways. We did year twelve over two years. So he ended up doing his second year, year twelve, when I was in year ten. Sure. Yeah, so we ended up, yeah, playing you know all the schools basketball together, which wasn't you know wasn't as big of a thing as it is now. Yeah. Um. So we played all that together, and then yeah, ended up going down to Albury for the national championships down there and won it. So. Good form. Yeah. No, it would have been, a, like I said, an absolute problem. I mean, I went to Penno High, so we used to play Oak Hill a little bit back in the day, but, yeah, there certainly wasn't any, any centres your height sort of there. Back on the high, because I'm, I'm always sort of interested in that stuff, were you sort of like at your height now by the end of school or were you sort of still growing a little bit after that time? Uh, I was pretty much maybe like grew an inch or two after school, but, yeah, I was pretty much okay. like 6'9", six, yeah. six, 6'10", maybe when I finished school and then, yeah, kind of got to 6'11", I guess. So, yeah, not, sure. a, not a huge difference. Yeah, no, fair enough. Think about Oak Hill College, you know, AJ Ogilvy, Julian Kazoo, Ryan Pappenhausen. You know, you've had some pr- pretty successful sportsmen to come out of the our little hood, man. So it makes yeah, us really yeah. proud, yeah. right? So, yeah. 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 Um, well, well, thanks for that, AJ. Look, um, just moving on a little bit, I want to ask you about that rookie year for my Sydney Kings, man. You know, um, I'll, I'll touch on it a little bit later and how much that meant to me that year. But, um, it was 2013-14. You averaged 13.1 points as well as leading the leagues in rebounds and blocks, right? Um, and, and what were your memories of that season? It must have been like dope to make the All-NBL first team like for the first of three times in that first year, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, it was sick. I think it was, you know, it was a good opportunity to come home and play for play for my home team, you know. The, yeah. I grew up watching, you know, Sydney and West Sydney when they were Sydney around. But yeah, watching Definitely. a lot of Sydney Kings basketball. So to come home and be able to play for them was awesome. Um, you know, I think it was a bit of a tumultuous season in terms of our team. Uh, we probably had a good enough roster to make uh, make the finals, but, you know, end up dropping. We needed to win the last two and we dropped the first one. So it kind of shot us in the foot, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, it was a lot of fun. I uh, got to play with guys I grew up playing with as well. So, 
yeah, it was a, a fun year, but maybe not as successful as it could have been. Now, it was a really fun team to watch. I, 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 we talked offline just before we started this about some of the important changes that occurred in the middle of the year that broke up that like um, bond between some of the, some of the guys. But um, if you look back a, across many years, that's that's one of the Kings teams I remember fondly. I'll tell you why, AJ. Uh, my cousin Nick, he moved here from London for a year, and then all all the cousins here living in Sydney, we decided to do something as a family, right? And we said, let's just go to Kings games. And all, all the girls were like, nah, we're not going, we're not going. But from game one, all my cousins, my brother, my wife, everyone just fell in love with it. It just became a thing that we did, right? That's so good, man. And my cousin, Dish, right? She, I think in the second game, she's like, I love AJ Ogilvy. I love this guy, right? <laughs> let's go get his jersey. And I, this is what I told you offline. We ran into your dad when he, when he saw her wearing the jersey. He's like, that's my son. That's my son. <laughs> and um, I just want to share my screen with you because she said, Woody, make sure when you have AJ on the show, you share your screen and, and show him this, right? So I'm going to show you this right here. I don't know, you probably don't remember it, but... Uh, I'm sure he won't remember that. Of course he won't remember it. <laughs> but there you go. You're, you're that young, good-looking bloke right there, right? <laughs> no, and that's my so cousin. That's awesome, man. Cousin yeah, she, she said, yeah, make sure you, you tell AJ, uh, you know, thanks for all the good times. And, you know, he's the one guy who got me into basketball. So I'd be amiss if I didn't show you that photo, man. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. Great story. That's sick. I like that one. All right, so I wanted to ask with you, AJ. Look, honestly, we keep reading on NBL free agency articles that basically AJ Ogilvy dash expecting to retire or expected to retire. Um, wondering if you want to give us any scoops or whether you're still deciding on what you'd like to do, where you're currently at with that. Yeah, right I feel like as per usual, people in the NBL know what I'm doing with my life more than I do. I mean, I'm not <laughs> expecting to retire. I, mm. I you know, still think I contribute and play basketball and definitely not closing the door on it. So, yeah, I, um, yeah. Waiting to see what opportunities pop up. I know there'll be some. I've already spoken yeah. to a couple of teams. Awesome. Yeah, just waiting to see what's happening, man. I'm definitely uh, expecting to retire is something that uh, someone has said about me, not something that I've said. So. Yeah, We'd love to honestly, have you back in Sydney seen... as well. <laughs> definitely. Well, if you want to go to Perth, I'll be happy with that. But honestly, nah, I think man. I've seen that on three separate articles. I'm like, wow, they're obviously just sort of copying it off each other there. So, no, nah, it's obviously you know really sort of good go. to hear. And you've obviously still got the, you know, the hunger and the passion to still sort of be out there, I guess, right? For sure, definitely. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, just wondering as well, AJ, what um, obviously, you know, you want to keep playing sort of thing, but have you thought a little bit sort of, you know, into the future and maybe what you want to do after sort of your playing career finishes? Yeah, I have a few things on the side that I've uh, been looking into. Obviously, we'd like to stay involved uh, with basketball. Coaching is uh, is definitely something I want to do, but I want to do kind of like skill development stuff rather than team coaching. Mm, nice. So, yeah. That's something I've been talking to a bunch of my friends work at uh, talking about Julian Kazoo. A bunch of my guy, my, my friends work at you know high schools in Sydney. So yeah. um, when that opportunity comes up, I'll, I'll cross that bridge and explore that. But yeah, for the moment, I'm still still waiting and expecting to uh, speak to some NBL teams. So and on that as well, I mean, do you remember that game we went to Woods earlier in the year when the Hawks were playing playing Sydney in Sydney? We were sitting pretty close to, to your bench here, AJ. And after about the second quarter, I think I mentioned it to you, right, Woods? I said this is so good to see, like. AJ is not getting on. You could argue, well, I could certainly argue that he should have been getting on. Who was the first guy off the bench at every time out, the first guy giving encouragement, the first guy, you know, having a chat to players on the team, and that was AJ doing that. And to me, that was just amazing seeing that leadership qualities that he was sort of showing there. So the thing, I think we saw that, didn't we, Woods? And Absolutely, that's, man. You know, it was so awesome. Yeah, It was, and that's, you know, should hopefully sort of keep you in the league longer. So, no, we yeah, definitely... I'm glad to hear you guys say that because it was definitely a uh, something I had to learn to do this year. You know, throughout my career, Absolutely. I played a lot of minutes. So, yeah, trying to trying to lead and, you know, be an example off the bench of, you know, a positive guy 
um, was something that I had to I had to learn to do. I spoke to a bunch of you know ex Hawks guys, ex captains about how I can do it, how can I engage better, how can I get buy-in from the guys? Because I, I know how to do it on when you're playing minutes, you play you play your guts out, you talk while you're on the court. But doing it off the bench was uh, it, did, it presented a different challenge to me. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm glad it, I'm glad it came across the way I intended. It no, to. I really did, and we were both both sort of really proud proud of that as well. So really I, I, I guess even speaking to Coach JJ when he was on there, he's a good friend of ours, right? And he yeah. was on the show. And and we spoke about that too. In fact, I asked him, "When's Gorge gonna get get AJ in the game a bit more?" Man, he's <laughs> he like, yes, yeah. "That's a good question, Woody. When, when is he?" But um, uh, just just on that though, um, you know, you have spent those years at the Hawks, and and you've been there since 2015, since you left Sydney, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and being that elder statesman, captain on the team, you know, being that like savvy veteran in that in that locker room, and you were that junior guy initially when you came into the Sydney. We saw that photo to be able to you know give back and and do that now over the last few years. It's something that you've taken on board. You've just spoken about, and that must have been pleasing, right? Like, yeah, super rewarding. I think yeah. uh, when I got the captaincy, I really like sat down and thought about like how I wanted to lead, and really thought about the captains that I played under, what what I liked about them, what I didn't like about it, how yeah. how their different leadership styles, um, you know, either like positively affected me or negatively affected me, and yeah. what what the team took from them as well. Because you know, as a young guy, you hear what everyone says, so. Oh, you know, he did this, he did that. I don't like this, I don't like that. So I yeah, really tried to take the the things I liked from everyone, from my experiences, and put those into play, and tried to tried to set a good example. Tried to you know make sure that I didn't you know present any of those negative characteristics. But yeah, I mean, it was it was really enjoyable being able to lead, especially this last 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 year. You know, I thought we <laughs> I thought we were a chance to win a championship, but ran into Definitely. an unbelievable Sydney team. Um, so yeah, I mean. Been able to lead the guys and yeah, kind of put all my uh, my learning into practice was awesome. And we saw that as as we spoke about man, brilliant, you know. Yeah, and right. um, unfortunately, you know, it's kind of bittersweet for you because you do have a soft spot for the Kings, right? So even though yeah, they yeah, they're 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 tough, man. and I, I I've said to everyone since we played, the only team that could beat us in the playoffs was Sydney. So yeah. I think we'd I think we'd beat Melbourne, we'd beat Tassie, Kings too hot. So yeah, yeah, it's tough. All right, so there's one thing I want to ask you, right? And I know we heard it, um, you know, both Brad Rosen and Body Noise are good friends of us, both been on the show before, right? We listen to their podcast every week. And uh, we heard you talk a little bit about your Irish heritage, right? So, you know, tell us a little bit more about this. And are you still in touch with those Irish roots? And yeah, Yeah, I mean, my, uh, so my mother's family uh, is 100% Irish. So my my grandfather came out on a boat. my grandmother was the daughter of two Irish immigrants. Um, so, yeah, managed to get an Irish passport. Still have, like, a lot of family over there. Haven't been over. I've actually never set foot in Ireland, but it's oh, on wow. my list because, I, you know, my, um, my grandfather was one of, one of eight or one of nine. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of family over there. Um, but over the years, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the Irish families come out here and I've met them. And, yeah, so... In, in touch with it, but I would like to uh, go and explore the roots more, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, nice. for sure. Yeah. It's certainly interesting when you Google your name and it's something like Australian-Irish basketball, so it's pretty, yeah, it's got that on a few things there, but yeah. uh, well, no. So, Robbie, why don't I, I put you on the spot? Handy coming overseas, so mm. not playing overseas. Oh, Who's yeah. the only Irish basketball player to play in the NBA? <laughs> there is one, I think. Yeah. Really? I, I think so. Let me just double check if I'm right. Could I just say like Pat Connaughton and just... Just claim that because it's an Irish sounding name, or it like... is Patty Burke, right? Who is it? Patty Burke from the Phoenix Suns, right? Pat Burke, yeah, it is. There you go. 
one Irish player to play in the NBA, Tad Burke. Interesting. I don't gotcha. really remember him. He did <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, look, we really appreciate it, AJ. We didn't go too hard on the questions there. Kept it low key, like I promised. So now we'll get on to a little bit more sort of fun stuff. And well, not that it wasn't fun before, but obviously the current sort of stuff now. And that's obviously the NBA playoffs that are going on. So yeah. thought we might touch base on that just a little bit on the NBL free agency. So look, I guess at the time of recording, um, it's Friday the 10th of June. Um, we're currently three games into the finals. Boston holding a 2-1 lead. Just wanted to see from both of you what your thoughts have been on the game so far. Anything that has maybe surprised you? Um, yeah, AJ, do you want to take us away with that? Yeah, I mean, what do you know? What, uh, chatting a bit offline about it. Um, I think the 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 final series has been some of the best basketball all year. You know, it's a bit disappointed with the especially the Boston Miami series. You know, mm-hmm. two great teams. I thought that'd be a more fun series to watch, but it was super disappointing. So to see these games be played out uh, with the intensity and the level of um, in like execution that has has been going on, I think it's been great. You know, I think I kind of expected Golden State just to roll Boston and run them out of the gym, but to see Boston, you know, step up and play the way they have is, is so enjoyable. Hey AJ, as a big man there, how would you handle someone like Draymond Green if you tried some of his little little tactics with you there? Because <laughs> it's it's a real fine line that he sort of he walks, isn't it? I think it's one of those things you have like you have to ignore because if you engage, if you engage, he keeps doing it, right? Yeah. So I think it's – I feel like most of the guys in the NBA know that. Like if you mm-hmm. if you just kind of let him do his little cheap shot here and there, it's fine. If you start yeah. going back, then he starts taking it as a personal battle. So you kind of almost just have to let him get his cheap shots here and there and just play through. Yeah, no, good call. What about yourself though, Woods? What are you thinking about the game? So yeah, far? I want to echo AJ's thoughts, right? Um, I think the, the big big difference has been Robert Williams being fit, you know, mm-hmm. um, and playing playing significant minutes. He's been a bit injured. I mean, having Al Horford there is well and good, but Robert Williams has been brilliant. What, three three steals, four blocks the other day, right? Um, yeah. Just just a pogo stick, you know, plays great. And um, even, even Grant Williams come in, giving them some good minutes. Yeah. Um, I still think Golden State's going to win this. I think AJ agreed with me. I say it's maybe six or seven. It's that when it comes down to it, you know, it's going to be one, one way back, one way back, you know. They're both mm-hmm. going to throw punches. And even if the, if the games go back and forth, that seventh game may just be a home game for GSW, right? And, uh, yeah. You know, I'm sort of – I'm still putting my faith in Boston like I did, at, I think, at the whole start of the playoffs. There would, I just think they've got a lot more two-way players than Golden State. Golden State have got a lot of guys that can play down one end of the court. One yep. guy that's worrying me for them, and I've been watching him closely, is Clay Thompson lately. I mean, we all know he used to be a gun defensive player as well as doing what he does on offense. I've been watching these last few games. Honestly, there's a couple of plays where probably the only word I could use to describe his defense would just be lazy. There's just plays where he's not closing out on shooters in the corner. He's not rotating. And that's not the Clay Thompson we sort of know there. So, I mean, look, he had a pretty good offensive game in that game three. But like I said, a lot of guys that are sort of doing it down one end, whether it's, you know, guys like Draymond or, or Looney and stuff like that. I just think these Boston guys have got a lot more guys that can sort of contribute down both ends there. But anyway, really looking forward to the next game tomorrow. I think it's our only weekend game of the series, isn't it? So pretty disappointing forward to watch that one. But no, good stuff. And as, as, this... I, yeah. hmm. no, as, I said, as I said before, man, experience counts for a lot. And you look at, you know, Kevin Looney, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, they've been here before, you know. Mm. They've, they've won championships before. And when it comes down to the business end of the season, that experience does count for something, I think. So, yeah. yeah no, good call. Yeah. All right, Woods, well, I'll throw it over to you, mate, just for a bit of an NBL free agency update. Um, and, yeah, I know there's been a few moves this week. What have you sort of seen there? Maybe I'll jump off with the Boomer selections, yeah? That's not really oh, okay, a bad yeah, idea, sorry, right? Sorry, yeah. Yep, go the Boomers, yep. So I'll just bring that up and I'll throw over to you guys. Uh Pretty happy my boy Keanu's made the team, man. I told you he's going to be a boomer one day, right? Yeah, no, that's a good good effort there. All right, so you want to take us through that? 
Interesting team. Well, yeah, I'll read out the names of people that sort of listen to the audio. So we've got Delhi, Mitch McCarran, uh, Will McDowell-White, Sam McDaniel. We've got um, Wani, Todd Blanchfield, Clint Steindl, Jack White, Jack McVeigh, Keanu Pinder, Thon Maker, um, obviously Sam Froling, who AJ played with last year. But, yeah, it's a pretty decent team. I, I don't know. It just feels like it's maybe lacking maybe a couple of real knockdown shooters there. I know you've got guys like Steindl and that there, but just in terms of the guys that might be playing the big minutes. But, yeah, it, it looks like a pretty solid team to me, though. AJ? Yeah, I mean, I think... Todd, Todd's a uh, you know yeah. a great shooter. Randall <laughs> can shoot the ball. McVeigh can shoot the ball. Yeah. You've got guys that can do it. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, obviously Sam's a big guy. Maybe you're missing like a, I don't know, something like an Angus brand or something like that, like a bit of a banger mm. um, would be the my only comment on it. I mean, obviously Keanu and Thon uh, are great athletes. Yeah. So they'll, they'll be able to get it done. But I mean, that's I mean that's the only piece that I, I can see that they're I mean, it's a great group of guys, don't get me wrong. But yeah. Yeah, and we spoke about, you know, Sons of Americans just making it a home for themselves here. And you see both Keanu and, and Sam McDaniels, whose, mm. whose father's great pedigree came here in the 90s as imports. And we're seeing that trend, you know, followed on. So that's great. And I think it'll be fun, these games. And Matthew will deliver, deliver, will lead that team with, well, I think, right? So yeah. sure. good to see Thon back as well, man. So Thon will play in that, then he'll go and sign with the Wildcats. Is that right, Woods? Or? Yeah, well, we've, actually, maybe, we've, got to, we've got to get someone that's actually from Perth playing this. So maybe, maybe Reith or Thon, get one of them. Maybe we'll ask AJ about a scoop on his, his uh, teammate do up Reith if he's considering, you know, coming coming to the Wildcats, man. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't heard anything about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd love to give you a little bit of a scoop, but don't have one to give. So, no, all good, all good. Yeah, so let's just quickly go go through the NBL stuff. Uh, it has been a busy week, uh, so. The, the Taipans have inked a deal with Sam Wardenberg for his first professional pay, playing contract. Um, he, was a, he, he was at the University of Miami. Um, he signed a two-year deal. Know a little bit about him at all, AJ? I do not. No, He's yeah. a shoot, shooter, I think, isn't he? Yeah, no, yeah. I don't see the ball, but apart from mm. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 208 centimeter forward. Um, he was in the NCAA Elite Eight for the first time, and um, he was their best three-point shooter. That's, that's all I know about him. So, yeah. All right, so okay, Adelaide imports. Antonius Cleveland's there, and from all reports, Robert Franks. Ah, is pretty Frank close. signed this afternoon. Beef signed Frank this afternoon, did he? Yeah. There you go. And I think we got uh, the X Man Xavier Munford also very close to signing. Right, that's a that's a I, step up from Todd Withers and and Dusty. I, they must have heard, heard me throwing crap at him every week about those imports last year. But you know my thoughts on Robert Franks. I mean, yeah. I don't know what your thoughts on him were, AJ. He he really impressed me last year. I thought he actually flew under the radar a little bit. I know he would think he was All NBL third team. Thought he could have possibly been higher there, but yeah, that's that's a big coup getting those two and potentially Mumford, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I think I think he can definitely go. You know, I think he took a little bit of a while to find his feet um, in the NBL, but when, once he did, he was tough to guard. Uh, really, really put points on the board. Was a you know tough tough stop at that uh, that three four that three four spot. So mm. I think yeah, getting Adelaide getting him and uh, and Antonius is unbelievable. That's very solid. And your ex-teammate, obviously playing with him, defensive player of the year. I mean, you just you just seem like a great guy to have on your team, you know, right? For sure. He's an unbelievable teammate, you know, just great athlete. Just some of the shots he finishes are just truly incredible to watch. So, yeah, very disappointing to see him not be a Hawk anymore. But, you know, obviously better off to go play somewhere else. And I think it's great to still have him in the league. 
he would have been a player that just did stuff in your practices, right? That you just would have been like, wow. And obviously, you know, the public don't see it, but you just would have been doing stuff every practice, I'd imagine. Uh, weirdly, he's one of those guys that is like a bright lights player, you know? Yeah, like doesn't, okay. doesn't really do a lot of practice, mm. kind of keeps it low key and then just turns it on when the when the bright lights are on and is able just to play out of his skin. So, no, cool. like again. <laughs> and without Dory being there at Illawarra anymore, you're, you're seeing a shift a little bit, right? I mean, how much does Dory leaving have to do with, you know, Coach leaving, Antonius leaving, and the team sort of breaking up a little bit. Is there is, are they intertwined those things? I don't think so. I think it's more Gorge leaving um, and maybe not having the pool uh, to recruit players that we did previously. Um, right. I think that that has a bigger impact on it. Uh, obviously, Dory stepping aside and and taking a, a backseat um, in yeah. terms of you know recruiting and that w- would have some effect. But yeah, I think it's it's more to do with the coaching staff shaking up than anything else. Yeah, I'm really happy to see. Jacob have that opportunity as well after many years playing yeah, um, second fiddle, right, to Brian. So cool. we wish yeah. him nothing but yeah. the best. Now, um, while we're on the topic of, uh, you know, sons of imports, the Brisbane Bullets have announced the signing of DJ Mitchell. And you know Mike Mitchell was one of my favourite imports of all time. Him and Andre Lafleur at the Gold Coast Rollers, Robbie, I've talked to you about mm, them being one of my favourite import duos. But, I mean, that's interesting. He qualifies here with that um, berth in, in Melbourne to, for the Brisbane Bullets. So they, they seem to be putting together a decent roster as well, right? Yeah, They've been pretty active so far, haven't they? And that's sort of, again, going back to my Wildcats there, it's just disappointing. I'm seeing all these teams, you know, sign all these college sort of players, all these other people, and Wildcats just see them, you know, re-signing a couple of people that were on the team last year. So hopefully they've got a, a plan in place. But... No, it's a, it's a good signing for Brisbane. Though. Yeah, kind of like you know Kendall Marshall a few years ago. They've got that um, Drake UU in the Perth. They've got that ability to play here as locals just because they were born yeah, here, right? right? So that, that right. helps out a team. So yeah. Um, all right. So Corey, uh, sorry, not Corey Majet, Josh Majet, right? Mm. Coming back to Tassie. Great floor floor leader. I know he's one of your favourites. So yeah. Yeah, that's good. They got him for a one-year deal, didn't they? Obviously, his family sort of moved over here with him. So, now that's a that's a big coup for the Jack Jumpers there to get him back. Um, obviously, they've got to work out these other two import spots there, but it's great that, you know, obviously, Roth and Majetta are both returning. Yeah, I think it was, it was great for him this year. So, be able to get him back down there, especially, you know, a team second year in the league. Often, those smaller teams bring great imports in and they get, you know, scalped by other teams. So, yeah, be able to keep him there is awesome for them. Absolutely. And he had those kind of leadership qualities that you showed, man, in the locker room as well. I'm sure that he would have helped all of those young guys along that veteran. Ex-Atlanta Hulk as well, Robbie. That's right. I'm really, really happy to see the X-Man come back to Sydney on a three-year deal. I think there's an NBA out clause. Um, I might just throw over to you, AJ. I honestly think, like, this guy's got – he's a Sean Marion of the NBL, right? He can do a little bit of everything. Swiss Army knife. Will he get an opportunity, man? Will will he be able to go to the NBA this year? Is that shooting going to – Hamper his opportunities. I don't know. I think I think it's the same thing. Like you look at someone like you know Tory Craig, who wasn't great in our league. He was a solid import, but went over and had an unbelievable summer league, and yeah. then got an NBA roster. So I think if, that, that big part of it will be if he chooses to go to the summer league, and if he does, how he performs there. Um, yeah, I think he has he has all the pieces. Hopefully, he gets an opportunity where he can prove them. Yeah, hopefully, they don't bring a whole heap of G League guys above him, right? <laughs> you know? right. So, yeah. Hey, Woods, and dare I say, don't forget Didi Lazada made it. He's probably about the 50th best Sydney Kings player I've seen in the last five years, and he's currently in the NBA. So I think that's that's good hope for Cooks there. So. Sometimes it's just fit and opportunity and timing, and all these yeah. things have to fall into place. But I'd like to not see him in Sydney next year and get this opportunity to go. And hey, another son of a gun as well, by the way. That's, that's very nice yeah. of you to say that, isn't it? it yeah. Is. Yeah. 
as much as I love him to stay here, man. Like, and would you say that European ad clause is, is not for the first year, is it? I think it? it's not for the first year. So it's only the NBA ad clause for that first year. But yeah. All right. Um, and AJ, maybe I'll throw over to you about Cam Glidden. I mean, he's just sort of been on the way out. I just feel that he's, he's lost it a little bit and he's got a new opportunity. He plays really well in New Zealand, right? We know that he's, uh, he lights it up whenever he goes up and plays away against the breakers. He's got that opportunity to go across the Tasman and, uh, and play in um, Modi's, Modi's new system, right? So um, yeah. is this going to be a, a, a second coming for, for Cam? You hope so. I mean, Cam is a great guy. So yeah, not yeah. since, you know, the junior world days. So I don't know if, uh, if Southeast is the best fit for him, kind of yeah, a recruiter with Brokoff. Um, so hopefully he gets a, a great opportunity to go over there and, and be a leader and, you know, get back to his best form because at, at his best, he's tough. So Absolutely. Yeah. We you talk- always hope for the best for the great guys, you know. Yeah, you talk about the New Zealand breakers bringing in guys like, you know, CJ, Daryl Corletto, Jared Weeks. There's always like one Aussie guy who comes on that team and does well. So hopefully he follows that trend with all those other guys that, that came exactly. before him. You hope he goes over there and performs well, but if nothing else, you hope he continues the history of Aussies, you know, leading over there. Yep, for sure, for sure. And speaking of Southeast Melbourne and, and not having the right fit, having these multiple point guards on, on the team hasn't been the best for them over the last few years. And it looks like... Uh, uh, Isaiah Liafa is on the way out and might be heading back across the Tasman as well. Robbie, have you heard that? Uh, I'd say he'd definitely be heading back there. I mean, look, they were pretty um, honest at the start of free agency. They wanted to build a homegrown roster. They've got a few coming back there. And I think that's just a formality with that happening there. But, I think that just got announced yeah. today, didn't it, that he signed? Yep, did it? Yep. Okay. Interesting. With New Zealand, did Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, no. I was scrolling Instagram before we jumped on the call, so I'm sure that was just announced. Oh, definitely then. I'm going to believe you on that, AJ. Um, and then finally, Kuat Noi, man. Um, really, really happy because I think the guy's got a lot of talent. Um, he, you know, he had NBA uh, potential in that rookie year. Um, and, and maybe coming to Sydney and, and being in that system with, with under Chase Buford's tutelage, he can do a whiny swackle of bullock. Little Tell you bit, what, he's not you know? short on confidence, Kuat Noi. I heard him on the <laughs> NBL One show this week. He's a very confident guy. So obviously that's that's a good thing there. Hopefully that you know gets him back and elevates him. Because he was, what, second in those Rookie of the Year? Like um, LaMelo won it. He was second. RJ Hampton was third. So pretty yeah, good company to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So And injuries and a little bit of um, conditioning issues and stuff over the last few years have hampered him. But coming into that Sydney system where he's going to get looked after and a uh, great front office and Hopefully some 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 nice mentors there. Um, it's a good opportunity for him. So I'm excited to see him come and uh, 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 play the queue. So yeah. awesome. All right, I appreciate that um, free agency update, Wood. So all right, before we get on to this, the opening of the pack of cards that Woody loves each week, we just like to do a little uh, quick chat on the NBL one. So um, look, what I will sort of do each week, AJ, is just talk a little bit about one of the conferences and just sort of talk about how it's going. So I thought, obviously, this week I better talk about the NBL One East. Um, so I normally like to read out some of the sort of the, I guess, the, the name players that are playing in this comp. So uh, round nine in NBL One East, which is New South Wales and one ACT team, uh, we saw names such as Indiana Faithful, James Hunter, AJ, Ben Kieran's, Patrick Sanders, your boy Woods, um, Anatoly Bowes, uh, Kieran Haywood, Lachlan Cummings, Lachlan Hutchinson. Um, I've got to say, I, I, I was calling him my favourite NBL one player. Obviously, AJ is my favourite now, but Kiwi Gardner, whew, that guy, seriously, he is an absolute problem. That guy. So, and Lucas Walker, of course. So, I heard um, Peter Hawley talking about um, Kiwi Gardner on that NBL one show, saying he might potentially get a couple of um, tryouts with some NBL teams there. I think he's. 
he seems to me like he might be one of those players that's probably way too good for NBL 1 and maybe just not quite good enough for NBL, just given his size there. But, look, if anyone can do it, he can. I mean, he's just a, a relentless competitor out there. Have you seen much of him, AJ, down in, in the goal? I've seen bits and pieces. I've heard a lot of a lot of people talking about him and mm. kind of same report. The only thing that would hold him back is his height, which, you yeah. know, He's pretty, he's pretty solid, though, I've got to say. But, yeah, the height's going to be a factor there. But I swear he gets about six steals every game as well. So he's very active on the, the defensive end, as I just let my cat out of the room, as you do. Um, all right. So, yeah, just wanted to, obviously, the standout team so far after nine rounds um, look to be Canberra and Newcastle, who are both um, eight and two. Um, I know for the, the games that I've covered the Hills, they have played Newcastle, and they were quite strong. They're yet to play Canberra. Um, it was a pretty tough weekend for the, the Hills men and women, wasn't it, AJ, last week against Norths? Um, obviously, the, the wasn't men, great. Nah, the men and women went down there. Um, what was your take? I mean, obviously, that's the, you know, the, what, the second game you've played now um, since going back to Hills. How have you sort of found the two games so far? Uh, the first one was good. Second one, I kind of, you know, went, went over and hurt my back, unfortunately. Oh, so it wasn't at my best. But, uh, yeah, I think as, as a group, we weren't at our best either. We, um, yeah. Did you, well, had you played with any of those guys before, AJ? Are they all kind of unknown, sort of new people for you? Yeah, I grew up playing with Paul Brotherson. Uh, um, yeah. Dave Heyman I played with a little bit. Uh, yeah. Most of the other guys are yeah, that bit young for me, for me to play with. But Brotherson's pretty solid, isn't he? I like, I like the, the damage good. he does on the court there. Yeah. He's a southpaw, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What about Ben Kieran's? Because he he was on the the Kings yeah. roster for a couple he was of years. A, I think, a few he years when I was at the Kings, there, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. He looks good. Well, I saw him play his first game back. He looked maybe a little bit out of shape and a bit slow, but he seems like he's got a little bit better each and every game after that. Yeah. So I think with him sort of coming good and obviously yourself there, I mean, I think the you know the Hills team could definitely move up move up the table there. So sure. um, always like giving a Lauren Jackson update. Um, Aubrey had another win last week. She got her usual thirty five points and um, I think it was seven rebounds and an eleven point win for Aubrey over Sutherland. There. So that was actually good at the battle of the two Lawrence in that game. So, no, nah, obviously, I think Aubrey are going to be right there as the, the season comes along. So, well, as we mentioned, um, uh, AJ, I'll certainly be covering those games. I know you're not going to be playing the, the next uh, Hills home game, but certainly some of those games in July. I'll be looking forward to, to seeing you yeah, coming man, down the court. I'll make sure, I, make sure I rev it up and, you know, get excited hey, when you do something good. So I'll be there, man, when AJ plays his game, you know, and then you're going to be calling it on the mic. So I'll hey, be Woods, there. Hey, Woods, those night games, they've got a bar as well out at, at of Castle. Oh, geez, yeah, you have to say that, man. Well, they yeah. did. So yeah. I know they'll yeah, lock you yeah, into yeah. game there. So, yeah, that's All right, so. all right. I'll have, I'll have a beer. Come and all watch right. AJ and you. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> all right, let's get on to this last part, the classic pack. So Oh, yes. This is the part of each show, um, AJ, we finish off with, we open an old pack of NBA cards and see if we can kind of remember any of the names there. Um, right. Woody does carry on a little bit when we do this segment there, so hopefully he's... I've, I've got a really special pack today, and I think... Um, a giant AJ, pack, right? AJ, yeah, AJ, you might have been young, seven or eight, when these came out, but these were the, the long cards. Oh, yeah, 90, the long boys. Yeah, 94, yeah. 95, wow. right? This is as classic a pack as I can get, man. So I don't know how I'm going to fit them into my folder, right? No, they won't fit in that folder. You need special sleeves, man. All right. And uh, as I always say, don't be greedy. We know, we know, you know your shit, Robbie. But you know, leave some for AJ, right? All right, all right. right. (laughs) And so I'll just give a clue, AJ, and talk a little bit about who it is, and you guys tell me if you know. All right, man. Love this guy. In fact. in one of my rap intros, I dropped his name uh, in, in a track. Um, okay, hey, that's a bad clue for AJ. Uh, he played golf with Michael Jordan on the Bulls, um, was a LA Clipper, Cleveland Cavalier. He wished uh-huh. that he was guarding Michael Jordan on the Craig Elo shot, right? 
You know, he even said it on on the last dance. I will give me Mike, give me Mike, man. Uh, and 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 you know, coach was like, nah, we, Elo's regarding Mike. We might see this guy's son in the NBA. I think in a year or two as well, right, Wood? So, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Other about. than the Ohio Flyer, Ron Harper. Ron Harper. Jeez, they are big cards, aren't they? Yeah, you, you want to look that? at the back? Pretty cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah look alright. Okay. Career high of 47 points, I think it is. Played for the Los Angeles Lakers and the Phoenix Suns. Walking bucket, six foot seven. Uh, second round pick of the Phoenix Suns in 1990. He was acquired by the Lakers in the in, in an offseason. Cedric Sabalas. Yeah. Nice. He's tried a few times, haven't we? Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have his blindfold on for that dunk. But... Yep. Nice. I'm not talking about Sam Bowie. I'm talking about Orlando Magics. Anthony Bowie. Anthony Bowie. Yeah. Oh, that's a He's blast there. from the past. Yeah. Any of those ringing a bell for you, AJ, or not? Uh, Ron Harper, obviously. But obviously not Anthony Bowie. That's a little bit Anthony Bowie, of, you know, yeah. draft fame, but not <laughs> Anthony. Yeah. Just thinking. I think you just missed him, but his son was a Sydney King maybe just before you. All right? Um, comes from high pedigree. Um, is, he a tw- is he a twin, possibly, or? He's a twin, right? Good old Harvey Grant, right? Harvey Grant. I think Jirai Grant was just before that's you, probably, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. I think that was the uh, most familiar teams, maybe with with. Uh, yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. Awesome. This guy is awesome. In fact, his brother has in theory, agreed to come on our show at some point, Ooh. okay? Comes from a, a family of b- basketball pedigree. Their father was one of the greatest, shot an underarm free throw. Uh, this guy um, has just moved into the, into the media. Um, his brother actually played for the Sydney Kings in the 90s. Um, uh, yes, close, 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 close. One of the brothers. Don't know the other one. Brent Barry's brother, John Barry. John, yeah, nice. That's two connections you've um, called back to the Kings there, Woods. That's good for you. Yeah, him. yeah. He was all right, Barry. He played for John Barry. He played for Atlanta as well for a little while there. Yeah. He could fill it up off yeah, the bench. He could. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers forward. Uh, seventh pick overall in the... 88 draft. I'm talking, I'm not talking about the big seven footer that shot a couple of three pointers off the bench in game three versus the Sydney Kings, Jock Perry. I'm talking about oh, Tim Perry. Tim Perry. Nice. He was a high flyer too. He was in a few dunk comps, and I think when he was with Phoenix back in the day. No, no, uh, no, no big names in this pack so far. Woods, can you pull out like a name for us? Okay, I'm, I'm pulling one for you right now. I know if it's a name, but you wore his double jersey on the show a few weeks ago. Ooh, All right. Really? Uh, Syracuse's finest. Uh, Reference on hanging with Mr. Cooper. Billy. Oh, Billy nice. Owens. Big fan very, of Billy Owens. Very Lucky's underrated. Back in the day. Yeah, definitely. Very underrated. Yeah. Still not a star, though, is it? No. Nah. All right. This guy was. I mean, he was a fly-wide boy, man. He could dunk. He could shoot the threes. Um, he then got in a bit of trouble for uh, stealing iPhones and stuff. Had a lot of problems uh, post-playing career. We've talked about him a lot. Uh, Tom, Tom Gugliotta's teammate. Rex fact, Chapman, Tom, right? Yes, yes. Rex Chapman. In fact, saved Tom Gugliotta's life. 
right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. He was a quality player, Rex. All right. When you talk about the New York City point guards, right? And I told you, one of my favorite little guys of all time, okay? Left-hander, okay? Um, played for the New Jersey Nets in this card. Played for a few other NBA teams. Um, you know, people heard, pe- people heard about him, you know, years before he made it to the league, right? Uh, Georgia oh, Tech. No, not Brandon Jennings. No, that's way too early, isn't it? Kenny um, Anderson. Oh, Kenny Anderson, of course. Anderson. Of course. Kenny Anderson. <laughs> Love those old Nets jerseys as well. They're always good, those ones. Yeah, have you, I've got a Derek Coleman in that very jersey. You, you got that one as well, right? I got Coleman and Anderson. Just a, yep. just a one up here. Yeah. I got a Petrovic, man. So there you go, right? Nice, nice. <laughs> you got Kerry Kittles, though. Oh, man. You're the only one with the Kerry Kittles jersey, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've been looking for that one for years, AJ. All right. This guy, great coach. You know, unbelievable coach. Um, you, you remember him being the, the point guard on those Duke teams with Christian Leitner, AJ, right? Okay. This guy was the man. Then he had a car accident. His NBA career never never amounted to much. Leave this one for AJ. I think he could get this one, right? Legit and then he, point guard. Legit point guard. He played with Grant Hill and Christian Latner on those great Duke teams. Um, and then in that dream team, um, you know, practice match versus the, uh, the college guys, uh, he tore it up in that first game. You know, they talk about that great game where the college guys beat. Right, this, is, this is too far beyond my knowledge. I have no idea. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Hurley, yep. Yeah. You're going to give me a million dollars, I wouldn't have got that one. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, this one you can get for sure. He works on NBA TV, uh, Phoenix Suns, Philadelphia 76ers, the round mound of rebound, I think, was it? Oh, Charles Barkley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Charles Barkley. Yeah. And that's a special insert card there. Is that yeah. Hero something? What is that? Yeah, here, here. Slam Dunk Heroes. Yeah. Nice. There you go. So, Charles. <laughs> Well, okay. that's a star, I guess. Yeah, that's a star. Um, yeah, Jay Humphreys, Utah, man. This is this is underwhelming pack. Yeah, that no, was all right. At least we gave those giant cards a go, right? Yeah. All right, no, I appreciate that, Woods. All right, well, that sort of pretty much takes us to the outro now. So, look, just before we sort of do the formalities, just wanted to really thank you again for, for coming on, AJ. It's great to sort yeah, of... No stress, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Get to meet you and stuff. And, no, it'll be great to sort of, you know, come out and say good day when, when we see you out at Hills in a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. So, look, just as I mentioned at the start of the show, everyone, um, please make sure you like and subscribe to our videos on YouTube. Um, wherever you listen to your podcast, please make sure you like and subscribe there. Just a reminder where we can be followed. On Twitter, we're at Throwbacks Hoops. Instagram with throwback.hoops and our email address throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, Woods, why don't you want to give you a shout out for your couple of things there? Yeah, just Patreon. You know, we really appreciate everyone jumping on and pledging their support for us. Um, yeah, Ed, yeah, if you'd like to do that, please do so. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. I appreciate that, mate. And right, AJ, I just wanted to see if there's anything you wanted to sort of plug or promote or anything else like that out there. Or... Nah, just the Mighty Hills Hornets, baby. Let's go. Nice, yeah. nice. That's we'll good. certainly do that. Hey, I wanted to ask you as well. I know you're big on your NFTs and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Tell us a little bit about that because I'm, I'm an old man that doesn't really know much about that, but just tell us in like a minute or less what that all means. Uh, basically, you buy uh, an image online uh, and hope someone else wants to pay more for it than you did. Is the nice. elevator pitch? <laughs> is, that, is, is that working? Or? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the market taken a bit of a hit. Like you know, like everything has stocks and all that's taken a, a massive hit. But mm. the ones I have, uh, I'm, I have pretty high conviction in. They all got you know real world utility. So 
hopefully once the market bounces back, I'll uh, be back on, back up again. But right That's now, fair. down bad, just like everyone else. Okay, no, fair enough. All right, well, no, I just really appreciate you both coming on. Just wanted to shout out an early happy birthday to AJ for next Friday. Um, yeah, enjoy your, your week off with the NBL one and going away next week. And definitely, yeah, will. We'll obviously, see you in a few weeks. Um, good, yeah, guys. just wanted to thanks everyone for tuning in and peace out from the Throwback Hoops crew. Peace. Thanks, guys.